Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business. From experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes, it doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hello, friends. How are you doing this morning? So uh, just did another real estate meetup and uh, probably 15 or 20% of the audience was talking about multifamily, more specifically large multifamily. And um, I just, I kind of lost it a little bit because I think there's a growing trend and I don't know if it's Grant Cardone or apartment syndicators or what it is, that bigger is always better. And this is hard for me to say because I'm, I'm someone who has believed for a long time and, and, and did the transition from single family homes to multifamily. And it was wildly successful. Uh, frankly, wouldn't be financially free today without apartment buildings. And, you know, I believe that bigger is better for a long, long time. However, being in the market and more specifically, having been in this market and the last market, the last seller's market kind of ended around 2007 in a spectacular fashion. I am here to tell you that I have zero doubt the apartment sector is as overpriced as single family homes were in 2006. That's saying something. But in that statement, there are a couple of things. First off, if you look at the chart, Housing got more ridiculously expensive into 2007, mid-year, maybe late, mid, late 2007. So just because an asset class gets wildly overpriced does not mean it will not get further wildly overpriced. Um, and I think the error in judgment is the same error that is made in overcrowded trades all the time. People say bigger is always better. And it's that always that gets people in trouble. Real estate never goes down. Well, we saw how that ended. And I can hear to tell you that, um, you know, Grant is wrong, at least today. And again, you can always find that one-off unicorn rainbow four-leaf clover deal where there's an older seller and it's a B-class area and a C-class property and do all of that. So those do exist, but they are a lot less frequent than my Facebook feed says. I am getting so many posts from syndicators talking about this or that deal. And it's just not, it's just not possible. They may in all good faith believe it, 
But I'm here to tell you, having survived and seen the crash last time, we are in for one heck of a ride in apartment buildings. You could not pay me to be a part of an apartment syndication today. Right? It is the most overcrowded trade with lack of supply I have ever seen. Right? So no, bigger is not always better. It has been for 12 or 13 years without question, and I have profited from it, and I'm happy I did. But it is not always better, and it is not better today. Right? Just for example, the stuff that's trading in my market, which is a tertiary market, are now trading at LA and San Francisco cap rates. What? Do you think managing a building in Fresno is like managing a building in Orange County? No, that's that, having done that, that's not possible. So why is Fresno at a four or five cap when it should be at an eight or nine cap? Well, it's because there's so many people following the Grant Cardone bigger is better that these limited for sale buildings are getting bid up to ridiculous prices. I actually, you know, to bring it home, because I'm not sure many people understand and can relate to the wildness I saw pre-crash last time. Let's think about Bitcoin. Do you remember when Bitcoin was the rage and it was on its way to over $20,000 for a single coin? It got there because everybody and their brother and their grandmother and their mailbox or their mailman or mail person were talking about it. It showed up on Big Bang. It was, um, you know, I remember people, you know, converting their 401ks and all these crazy things because it was a wave of the future. Well, that's lunacy that's happened during that craze is happening now in apartments. And again, that doesn't mean it can't get crazier. It, I mean, especially if interest rates go down, it can get crazier. But I can tell you we're in the ninth inning, maybe the eighth. We're in the eighth or ninth inning to use a sports methodology. And I'm sorry for that. I try not to, but that's the only thing I can think of. You know, we've got an hour left in the party, right? And, you know, there's already people leaving, but there's still an hour left. And the people that are still there are still drinking hard, thinking they're having a good time, but they're looking like fools. Maybe that's a better analogy. Right. Think about those raging work parties. You know, the smart people leave at 10, maybe 11. And then the last people there that are there from 11 to 12, they're already three sheets to the wind. They're already drunk off their butt. They're not even standing right. But boy, they're having a good time. Guess who feels good the next day? It's the person that left at 10. Yeah, sure. Maybe there's some stories they missed. But boy, they feel much better the next day. That's what's happening today in the apartment sectors. So here's the deal. The other thing that caused the big crash last time and hurt and really messed up with the economy is that banks got hurt because of residential lending. At least in most states, the borrower at a purchase money loan signs that says, if you can't pay, you give the asset back. So we had lots of strategic defaults where people said, oh my God, I thought this thing was going to be worth 300. It's now worth 100 and I owe 200. Take it. That's what caused the flood of REOs, the price drops and all of that. The apartment sector has real lending, right? You have to put 30, 40, 50% down now. So your, your apartment buildings, your syndications today, are the commercial lenders going to get hurt? Not likely right? 
they're, they've got, there's 40% equity, right, of purchase price. And oh, by the way, you have reserves for repairs and, and value add. They're like, the commercial banks likely aren't going to get hurt, at least not hurt like residential banks did, where Countrywide and IndyMac and Wachovia, they don't exist anymore because of bank lending. Yes, there will be some apartment buildings that fall further when they're really D-class and they were bought like B-class. There will be some banks that get hurt, but not nearly as bad. We're not, we shouldn't see any bank failures because of commercial, bad commercial loans. But who does get hurt are the LPs, the equity. Best case, you sign up for a five-year and you're going to have to wait 15 to unlock your money. How does that feel? Or at five years, you are going to take a haircut. Great. You thought you were going to loan me 100 grand at 8%. Sorry, after the first year, you got zero. Maybe you got 8% the first year. You got zero year two, three, four, and five. And oh, by the way, if you force me to sell, I now have to sell for less, which means you get 60 cents on the dollar. That's going to happen. LPs are going to have to lock up for longer terms or take haircuts. It's not going to be the banks. The banks in first position are fine. The equity is going to get hurt. Now, again, there are unicorn deals and there are things that if you're already in one and they were bought right years ago, you you've probably have a margin of safety. It's the new ones that are in trouble. It's the new stuff. And again, this doesn't mean it doesn't get crazy. I mean, who, who's to say caps can't go to 2 or 3%? Maybe. But they are very close to being at a peak. And this stuff is priced beyond perfection now. It's, it's, I'm just afraid it's going to get ugly. And again, uh, Grant Cardone, other apartment syndicators have been right for a long time. But that doesn't mean they're going to be right into the future. This stuff is so overpriced uh, that I, I, you know, that single family homes look like the better deal, right? The single unit today is better priced with better financing than multifamily. And in my nearly 20 year career, it's never been that way. It's, it's interesting to see. Just run your own numbers, right? Run, go get your, your deal calculation and run what your expected yield is on a house versus a multifamily. Given all the extra expenses in a multifamily, they're overpriced, people. So I just wanted to put this out there uh, because I, I was um, uh, very uh, nervous about all the investors that just believe with blind faith that bigger is better. Bigger is not always better, and today is an exception. Thanks. Let me know what you think below. Tell me if I'm wrong. Have a great day.